Our first reading for today is from the 10th chapter of Numbers. In the second year, in the second month, on the 20th day of the month, the cloud lifted from over the tabernacle of the testimony, and the people of Israel set out by stages from the wilderness of Sinai, and the cloud settled down in the wilderness of Paran. They set out for the first time at the command of the Lord by Moses. The standard of the camp of the people of Judah set out first by their companies, and over their company was Nashon, the son of Amminadab, and over the company of the tribe of the people of Issachar was Nathanael, the son of Zuar, and over the company of the tribe of the people of Zebulun was Eliab, the son of Helon. And Moses said to Hobab, the son of Reuel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are setting out for the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us, and we will do good to you. For the Lord has promised good to Israel. But he said to him, I will not go. I will depart to my own land and to my kindred. And he said, Please do not leave us, for you know where we should camp in the wilderness, and you will serve as eyes for us. And if you do go with us, whatever good the Lord will do to us, the same we will do to you. So they set out from the mount of the Lord three days' journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them three days' journey to seek out a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was over them by day whenever they set out from the camp. And whenever the ark set out, Moses said, Arise, O Lord, And let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the ten thousand thousands of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 16th chapter of Luke. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, Remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, 
They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, They do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation with the sacrament of holy baptism. What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This portion we read today on the sacrament of holy baptism can be summed up rather easily. Whoever believes is saved, and whoever does not believe is condemned. Baptism is simply what Christ does in that for us, for us who believe. And we especially see this, how it is all played out by those who believe are saved and those who do not believe are condemned. We see that played out especially in our gospel reading today with this uh, parable that Jesus told of the rich man and Lazarus. And as you heard in the story, they both died. The rich man was in hell in torment, burning. He didn't go there because he had a lot of money. There are plenty of rich people who are faithful Christians who believe. He was there because he did not believe. Likewise, Lazarus, who was poor and suffered greatly in this life, he was not in heaven because he was poor. He was in heaven because he believed. That's the difference. Whoever believes will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And what is so interesting about this is even when he was in hell, when the rich man was in torment, he still did not believe. And there are three times where this this pops up. Initially, you may remember, he, he begs Father Abraham to send Lazarus with just a drop of water on his finger because he's in such agony. Just a drop of water. Even in hell, he only cares about himself. He only cares about himself feeling better, being better. There is no belief there. There is no repentance. There is no sorrow for his sin and his unbelief which brought him there. None. In life and in death, he only cares about himself. He doesn't care about God. He certainly doesn't care about his neighbor. And we might think, well, he's not too bad because his attention does turn to his five brothers, right? Mentions his five brothers and it mentions the word repent. Maybe maybe he's had a change of heart. No, he hasn't. Because this rich man in torment still does not recognize God or sin. 
And he even says he just doesn't want his five brothers coming to this place torment like he did. So Abraham, rightly so, said to the rich man, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Right? Because it is through the word of God that we hear and that we believe, that we have faith. And they have the word of God. They've got it right there. But what's interesting when the rich man hears this, he says, no, no, Father Abraham, because if someone goes to them from the dead, then they'll repent. Father Abraham rightly said, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, and neither will be they con- will, will they be convinced if someone should arise from the dead. Of course, Christ is speaking of his own resurrection. You know, if it was that easy for everyone to believe just because someone rose from the dead, the whole world would have believed as soon as Christ walked out of that tomb, right? But they didn't. Not at all. And even to this day, we proclaim Christ crucified and the world rejects it. What does baptism do? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this. That's what God's word has said to you. And that's what God will do for you. In our Titus Bible study, we'll be doing in just a little bit, the the Apostle Paul starts off Titus in writing his letter to Titus. And there's a phrase in here where he says, um, God is not a liar. He'll do what he said. Uh, Martin Luther loved that, that phrase, that if God has said something, He's going to do it. And God has promised that for those who believe and are baptized, they'll be saved. It really is that that simple, that easy. Simple and easy for us. Not simple and easy for Christ. It took Christ everything to pave this way for us, didn't it? It took his death on a cross. It took his resurrection from the dead. Give all of that to us. And that is indeed what God's word has told us. That Christ has done all of this for us. So that we truly are forgiven. And truly are saved right now. And will be saved in the resurrection. I love how uh, John, the gospel writer, said this in John chapter 5. He said, whoever believed, whoever believes, has already been saved. Has already passed from death to life. And and that's true for all of us. For all of us who have a life in Christ right now, a life of faith, we've already passed from death into a life in Christ that's literally going to last forever. That's his promise to you. Because that's what God has told you he will do for you in his word and that he's already done for you in his word. And as the Apostle Paul wrote to Titus, God is not a liar. He's told you the truth, and he will do it. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses understanding, 
keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.